1: Fans to another episode of the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am with my friend and co host Trey Hill. I am Keith Cork. Obviously, we are here to break down a uh, bit of a disappointing loss here, Trey, against the um, Milwaukee Bucks. The Bulls fall 112 to 118 late. Uh, competitive game throughout. Uh, obviously, the Bulls fell, fell down by about they fell, fell behind by about, I don't know, 12, 14 points in the first quarter. And then they made a run to close the second quarter. And from there on, man, it was pretty much neck and neck. And I, I, I was proud of the Bulls for staying, you know, in this one. uh Still down, obviously, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Patrick Williams. I'm going to keep keep harping on that because I think it's just such a huge loss. But, man, I think they uh I think they learned a few things about beating this Milwaukee Bucks team. What do you think?
0: I got to see – so when I started watching, it was like the middle of the second quarter. So I got to see all of the good stuff for the Bulls. I I didn't see the bad where they got down 14 points. But the good that I saw was, first off, the effort level, Mm. and especially the announcers, uh, Doris Doris Burke and – I can't remember the other guy's name. I know his name was RR, but I can't remember what his name was. They mentioned just the energy that, like, uh, Kobe White, Derek Jones Jr., Javante Green they were bringing whenever they were out there so that was really promising and the Bulls were kind of doing some different things on defense you know to cover Giannis but Mm -hmm. the Bulls aren't known for having complicated defensive schemes so the fact that they were doing anything different at all that's an encouraging sign for for me.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you know, Mitre, you know, I like to harp on Donovan and, and his lack of uh, imagination on both offense and defense. But uh, I did like what I saw the defense tonight. I thought Tristan Thompson, uh, again, I'm going to give kudos to the front office again, because I thought this was a fantastic signing for the Bulls. Um, not that anyone can stop Giannis Antetokounmpo because they can't but uh, Tristan Thompson is a darn good big body to throw at that kind of guy. And I thought having him was really the big difference here uh, between our last meeting with this this team and this meeting, obviously in our last meeting, if you remember Trey, we were down Javante green. Uh, I don't believe Derek Jones jr. Played either. So we just, or maybe he did, but we just didn't have anybody to guard Giannis just no size at all to really match up with him. And he just destroyed us and it really wasn't even close, but in this one, I felt like they did a really good job containing Giannis and they forced other people to beat him And you know what? Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, great players, man. And they ended up beating us. They, you know, Drew Holiday in that fourth quarter, just insanity uh, down the stretch there. And then uh, Chris Middleton, I think he shot like uh, I don't even have it up, but he shot like definitely well over 50 percent tonight and um, hit every single shot he took. So. Force other people to beat us. Uh, Giannis didn't beat us. I, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the outcome, even though we lost. Obviously, we want to win this one, but um, it's just, it was always going to be a tough win, especially on a back-to-back, right?
0: Yeah, I was really surprised that the Bulls were in it as much as they were, to be honest, considering the fact that it was a back-to-back for us. It wasn't for them. I was. I thought the most encouraging thing for me was really – I'm going to keep harping on the defensive schemes, the way they were able to avoid getting very many defensive three second calls, even though they were really kind of playing. They were they almost had like a a zone shade against Giannis all every time he was out there and the way they were able to double him and to rotate on the back end. That's that's what really just kind of stuck out for me.
1: Yeah, um, and and also the activity on the, on the boards too. I would say, uh, even though the Bulls were undersized, I'm sure we got outboarded boards tonight. Um, let me see here. The Bucks ended up with sixty one. They, they,
0: they had ten more rebounds. It looks like forty five. I, I see sixteen more. So I don't know which one.
1: <laughs> Who knows which one's right? I think sixteen more sounds probably more right to me. But um, but yeah, they that, on the board. Yeah, that
0: that sounds that sounds more correct.
1: Yeah, they beat us on the boards. Giannis had uh, 16 boards, obviously, four offensive rebounds. Uh, Drew Holiday had four offensive rebounds for some reason. I just, man, can't wait for Alonzo Ball to come back, man. Uh, it's just going to be such a game changer, I think. Um, his activity, on uh, just not even just on offense and on defense, but also on the rebounds. He's just such a big body, uh, and it would just help so much. But anyways, uh, listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. It's the single most dominant fantasy and basketball news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. So please go follow it now. Um, Yeah, so Tristan Thompson, you know, he started, obviously, tonight, uh, started out guarding Giannis. Uh, Obviously, the coaching staff doesn't have much concern about any limitations that we see on the offensive end from that, and I really – I was watching on the offensive entry. I didn't see any really bad limitations, honestly, uh, from having Tristan Thompson and uh, Nikola Vucevic in the lineup at the same time. What about you? Did you see anything that you didn't like out there on the offensive side?
0: No. And again, I didn't see the start of this game. So mm-hmm. whenever they started out, I didn't get to see how that worked. But in the second half, whenever they were out there together, it didn't seem to be an issue at all. And again, that's, probably because Vucevic can shoot the three from you know all the all around the the perimeter I'm pretty sure I noticed at one point they were both kind of in the post a little kind of occupying the same space mm-hmm. and Vucevic was able to just literally back up into the corner mm-hmm. and was wide open for a corner three so Vucevic can get out of Tristan's way well enough that I think it worked the the, the combination of the two work well together
1: Uh, Interestingly enough, uh, Trey, Vooch missed my little uh, New Year's resolution for him. He only got nine nine boards, so he ended up with 19-9, and just one short of that triple-double. I thought he had a great game, though. This isn't something I'm going to lay on Vooch at all. Uh, I know I've been hard on him this year, but I thought he played a fantastic game every single time. Uh, He got the ball. He was in a great position. He was confident with with, uh, going to score the basketball wherever he was on the court. Just like you said, it could have been a three could have been a a mid range jumper or or down the post Uh, confidence, a quick move uh, scored with ease. He was eight of 13 from the floor, obviously. So 62 percent ish um couple assists couple steals uh, three turnovers uh you know no big deal i, I thought this was a fantastic booch game i have no qualms at all about how he played uh tristan thompson only played about 20 minutes but uh four points five personal fouls three rebounds he did what he had to do out there he occupied uh, a role very well i thought um demar derozan you missed on um, demar derozan's struggles in the first quarter tray but he went he started the game uh let's see i have it marked down here started heard, one for 3
0: I was going to say, I heard the announcers mention he started one for eight, so I knew he definitely had a rough time going, you know, from the jump.
1: Yeah, so started one for eight, he uh, finished strong, obviously, didn't uh, have his best game of the season, but he came in, you know, he came in clutch when it mattered, Um, didn't think it was a bad DeRozan game, it wasn't necessarily the, the best DeRozan game you've ever seen, but uh, we can't rely on this guy to, to carry us every single game. He did shoot just 36.7% from the field, 11 30 from the field. But uh, again, I'm not I'm not laying any kind of loss at this at his feet here. I'm sure when we listen to his presser, he's going to say something along the lines of, you know, I could have played better on offense or something like that. That's just the kind of guy he is. But I'm not going to lay this loss at his feet. Uh, two of three from the field by the are from the three point line, by the way. Uh, I thought he was doing a fantastic. Job. Picking his spots from the three point line. And he was shooting Trey because I don't know. I remember um, from our mid season grades, if you saw his shooting chart, his threes from the top of the key awful. He's just, like, well below league, ag- league average, but if the threes from the corners is where he's actually excelling this season. He's actually shooting above league average there, and I thought he did a fantastic job getting to that spot to shoot the three-point ball. So, what did you think about DeMar DeRozan tonight? Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car.
0: How long have you been a rideshare driver?
1: About three years now. But I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high?
0: Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cashback for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute, are you saying you actually get real
1: money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now.
0: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra
1: 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime, right to your bank account, PayPal, or a Gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free upside app and use promo code CAR for a twenty five cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code
0: car. Again, I got to see the good part of the yeah. DeMar DeRozan tonight. <laughs> so You mentioned the three point shot. You're right. He he does percentage wise, it's you know it's not likely to go in. But every time he pulls up for one, I just have the most confidence in the world that it's going in. Because he only takes, you know, like, yeah. like just the highest quality three-point shots. And he's been so fantastic as a jump shooter all year that when you see him take an open shot, you just assume it's going in. I I loved watching him play against Holiday, against Middleton, um, you know, trying to challenge Giannis at the rim. The Bucks, they won the title last year. They're my title favorite this year. They weren't on the second night of a back-to-back. This was a great test, you know, like a barometer test. And when you ask DeMar DeRozan to carry us against a team like this, he's going to have games where he shoots 11 of 30 because the defense is just like it's a championship-level defense. They proved yes. they proved that last year. Yeah,
1: so, this is great. So,
0: right, you mentioned earlier having Lonzo out that that hurts significantly with his playmaking talent. Having Caruso out that hurts. There's those guys, you know, they help alleviate a little bit. And you you hope that the Bulls can go back, watch some tape, and find, you know, a few more places where they can have some advantage. Because adding Tristan Thompson, that's not something where you can figure out all of the wrinkles, all of the things where you can use him to, the, you know, the most beneficial ways in just a few games. So I think his ability to play beside Vucevic, that opens things up to where the Bulls can, can learn from this.
1: Um, yeah, I, I do think that there's something to to learn there um, with that double big lineup. I think we're it's only the second time we've seen it all season, obviously. Um, and Tristan Thompson's only been with the team for what four or five games, so uh, it, it's it's definitely a learning experience. It's not something I'm expecting to be picture perfect right off the bat. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Trey, but there was a play in the first quarter where Zach Levine uh, was for whatever reason, I don't know what he was in his mind, but he was leaking out on offense. Uh, streaking down the floor, trying to get an easy bucket, I guess, or just fill the lanes for a, for March, a fast break. Mark
0: K tweeted yeah. it out. Yes,
1: I, yeah. I saw it. Yeah, and uh, and and obviously he ran right past where the rebound, the area where the rebound fell, and Drew Holiday grabs it and just makes a re- makes an easy layup. Uh, and Tristan Thompson's like freaking out about it because he's like, "What are you doing, dude?" And I kind of had the same reaction, but uh, just a mental lapse, I think, from Zach, and, and it's something we've been seeing a lot from the season. I don't, I know, you know, a lot to a lot has been said about him not being 100% uh, health-wise, obviously with the knee. Um, I don't think that's – this has nothing to do with that, though. I think, you know, being mentally ready and prepared for the game and being mentally engaged in the game at all times. And I don't mean to pick on Zach. He had a great game tonight. Um, But this is an instance, and we do see it quite often this season, Trey, where just – I don't know. Zach just has a mental lapse of some sort. And it's happening more this season than last season, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, to me, it reminds me of – the uh, football when a wide receiver doesn't look the ball or he doesn't, he takes all, you know, he looks around, he doesn't catch the ball. Zach's getting too far ahead of himself before, you know, just taking it one step at a time. He was ready to leak out and to, you know, to run and put pressure on Milwaukee because when you let the bucks get into a half court defense, it's extremely hard to score on. So the bulls were trying every chance they had to get out in transition, to get an easy buckets, but to get that bucket, you have to get the rebound first, and you, you know you have to be, you know, fundamentally sound, especially against a team like Milwaukee, where they're going to make you pay every mistake you make. And honestly, I'd rather have Zach. I mean, in most case
1: scenarios, in most scenarios, I'd rather have Zach leaking out because he is the guy I want to have. And, and the Bulls were doing that; they were getting down in transition and getting buckets that way. And you have to do that against the Milwaukee Bucks and a defense that's like that. So. Um, getting easy buckets is what it is. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say it's like an egregious, like, uh, you know, J.R. Smith level type mental lapse, but it is a pretty bad one. It, it looks pretty bad optically, uh, when we all saw it on TV. So I'm sure people will be talking about it. Exactly. We did shoot 13 of 26 from the field today, though. Uh, 50%, obviously three of 10 from behind the arc. Uh, just one of three from the line, which is a little bit surprising. Uh, eight, assist, eight rebounds, six assists, a steal, just one turnover. Um, I mean, this is a great game from him I, all around, um just a really great effort, really great game. He was getting uh, you know again talking about his knee and the health of his knee tray. I don't I'm not seeing it. He was getting the basket and scoring I think with with relative ease. Uh again, it, this is a tough defense and uh like you said maybe it's after the game. Uh and this is a back to back actually. He played last night and he's playing this game. So that's a really good sign I think that he looked even this good uh playing in a and in, in the second out back
0: to back. That's what I was going to mention was the fact that it was the second night. So now the question is, how's the swelling going to be after the second night of a back-to-back in such an intense game? Uh, he played 38 minutes, so it's not like he he's on a minutes restriction or anything. He was out there uh, pretty. DeRozan played 39, so you know, right there, most minutes mm-hmm. for uh, you know for the game. So I hope that he doesn't miss the next game. I don't want his knee to swell up after this one, and then you know him to need to rest after that one. If he plays in the next game, that's when I'm just. I'm going to be a hundred percent ready to go, but this is a great sign. The fact that he was able to be out there this long and did not have any issues with it. That's things are looking up injury wise for Zach right now. Knock on wood.
1: I will blame his knee though, on that play where Bobby Portis met him at the rim and blocked his shot because obviously that's just because he had his knee has a knee problem. That wouldn't happen. Otherwise Trey, Uh, he would have dunked it on him otherwise. Right.
0: (laughs) I love Bobby. So (laughs) I'm going to give Bobby his credit. He, he just he came with force and he he timed it right. He, yeah, he timed it right and he, it was
1: a good, block. It was a good
0: he, block. He practiced. He you know he's played with Zach. I'm pretty sure, right? Did they play together? Was he? Did they play yeah, together? Yeah, yeah, they were
1: they were definitely at, yeah. at least one year. I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Right. Like he knows if you know he if not he's been win against him. He knows you have to come correct against Zach and Bobby Portis. He came up and he. He attacked Zach, and when he blocked the ball, like he smacked it backwards out of out of his hands. Because if you don't do that, he's going to dunk on you.
1: I had to laugh because Doris Burke, uh, on the national broadcast, they were giving a uh, uh, they they flashed a camera on Bobby Portis like a few minutes later, uh, and they were like, and she was like, oh, his eyes are still wide with uh, being you know excited about that block. It's like, dude he's just that's just how he always looks doris i'm sorry that's just he's crazy yeah eyes. bobby space. fortis yeah bobby fortis just has those crazy eyes you don't want to mess with that guy uh he had a good game though five and nine from the field twelve points, seven rebounds uh steal before LeBron. we get off of
0: zach though mm-hmm. yeah how amazing was that one-handed pass you know when kobe yeah. white's scrambling yeah. on the ground he throws it to zach and zach yeah. makes that one-handed pass to um was it Io or was it Derek Jones yeah,
1: Jr. Yeah. Um no, I think that was the Derrick Jones Jr. actually. I think Yeah, so. that was
0: the Derek Jones Jr. one and then yeah. he dunked on Giannis. hmm Because then later Zach passed to Io, who threw up the alley oop for Zach. Yeah. Roy, or that yeah. was a different one. But but that Zach pass, that just that one handed as soon as he caught it, just bullet. It was
1: just that was some excellentness. Yeah.
0: That was that was <clears> the <throat> most impressive Zach pass I've seen this year. Yeah, I think it's it just, you know, in terms of the vision, the playmaking, the ability, that was the best Zach pass of the year.
1: And, you know, we're excited talking about this game. I mean, <clears throat> it is a loss, and the, the Bucks absolutely deserve to win this game. And, you know, I, I can't be mad about this loss, but it, it was absolutely the probably the best game that we I've watched in the last like i would say two weeks uh, since the all-star break this is probably the best game they've played uh unfortunate that they didn't pull out a win tray but uh, i think what what really tilts the scale for me is just the uh, again the effort on the defensive side uh and like you said those plays like that where you have the awareness to you know on a transition bucket and it was a loose ball zach gets a hand on it and just immediately throws up the court you had you had several plays that were like that uh that were hustle plays But they were also smart plays and you got the ball advanced and you got easy buckets out of those plays. And you saw that from the Bulls a lot. And I hope we keep seeing that from the Bulls, because if they play like that against the Atlanta Hawks last night, Trey, we win that game. I mean, there's no there's no doubt in my mind. If we play like we did tonight against the Bucks, against the Hawks last night, we win. Well, I mean, what do you think? Am I am I crazy? There though? are
0: very there are very few teams in the league that we don't beat when we have this kind of effort.
1: Mm. And it
0: took you know 39 minutes from Giannis, 39 minutes from Middleton, and 38 minutes from Holiday to get the job done against the Bulls. So when you, when you go against the champs and it's this close, I know there's no such thing as a moral victory, but this was a good game for the bulls and you're not always going to win good games when you're going against the top quality competition, especially when you're on the second night of a back to back and you're shorthanded.
1: There's as long as the bulls can stay in the top five teams, which I think they can, I think they can, as long as they get healthy here. um, And as long as they start winning a few games, obviously uh, I don't think there's a very good chance that they meet the Milwaukee bucks in the, in the playoffs. I think, you know, if they win their first round playoff series, I think they'll probably play somebody else, but, um, so I don't think there's a really good chance. But if you're playing the Bucks in a seven-game series, uh, yeah, good luck. Um, I don't see the Bulls beating the Bucks in a seven-game series at all. Um, I, I did say that the Bulls contained Giannis Antetokounmpo. He ended up with 34 points on 12 of 22 shooting, uh, 16 rebounds. So five assists, two steals a block. Uh, he did He did have four turnovers, 10 of 19 from the line, which is really where he was. That was the big negative, I would say, for Giannis. Uh, for whatever reason, he did not have a stroke from the free-throw line. Other than that, just incredible. This guy uh, has to be a perpetual MVP candidate as long as he's in the league. And he's still, what is he, 27, 28? He's, he's still pretty young. I believe he's 27. 27, yeah. So um, could even still get better, which is just the absolutely scary part because this guy is just – an absolute monster and just a nightmare to try to guard on the defensive end so uh bulls did a great job on him and he still had that stat line so uh you know people want to say demar derozan you know mvp season and you know i get it we want to be homers but uh, i don't know i can't put him above Giannis, really in, in good faith what, what about you i mean are you
0: are yeah you, you watch you watch what Giannis does hmm. on a night like tonight and tonight was an off night for Giannis. tonight was a bad night for Giannis. he went 10 of 19 from the line that's He's uh I think he's shooting what like seventy high seventy percent mm. percentage yeah, he's wise. Well from, yeah, he's shooting pretty from well. From the free throw line this year. You know, he didn't make a single three point shot, which he only shot two, but the Bulls what I saw, they were leaving him pretty open from the three point line anytime he was out there. So for a poor Giannis game, it's that's why he's the that's why he I, I have him in that top three MVP case, and then I've got DeRozan and John Morant at that four or five spot.
1: Um, something interesting I'm looking at here now, Trey, uh, Troy Brown Jr. Still two of two from the field today. So I think he's like, like six of six from the field. Last two games. Uh, you know, obviously he played eight minutes tonight, not a huge difference here, but again, doing what he has to do. I did see him hit that three when he he came into the game. So I want to keep seeing that out of him. Just, just efficient offense is all we need from that guy. Uh, and maybe just a little bit of activity on the, on the boards and stuff like that. He's still, he's still in the rotation, just barely hanging out. Basically. Um, I.O. Let me talk about Aya, though. Aya Desumu, um, been taking some DeMar DeRozan lessons. Aya in the mid-range, he had a couple of really great moves in the mid-range. I don't know if you maybe saw the first one, Trey. You might not have catch, caught that one, but he had a couple of basically DeMar, Roo- DeMar moves where he was just like at that elbow spot, uh, did maybe a little you know pullback dribble, and then took a jump shot and, and nailed it twice. He ended up uh, 4 of 7 from the field, I believe it was I was just looking at. Um let me see here four yeah four of seven from the field 57 percent eight points so obviously not a huge uh offensive workload but uh, the defense was just absolutely incredible at points um he did get cooked by Drew Holiday in the fourth quarter but man uh, again these are these are some of the best players in the league so uh, I thought Io had a good game and tonight
0: it was I didn't even see him necessarily get cooked a mm-hmm. lot it was just a veteran Making player getting yeah, yeah. Ma- getting good shots. I thought Aya was able to, you know, get at least decent contests. I didn't notice, I didn't get to catch his mid-range shots that you were referring to. But mm-hmm. what I did notice was he had 7 assists tonight and one of the reasons he's able to get those assists is he's great in the pick and roll whenever he gets the guy on his back, doing that like Chris Paul thing where he just Yeah literally dribbles in front of the guy to keep his guy behind him as he kind of just tiptoes towards the basket. And then he can just basically hand off to Vuce and give Vuce a layup. I, n- I noticed that at least once he's, he's really improved as a playmaker, but yeah. that defensive intensity tonight, it was just, it was really nice to see uh, an IO game that it would, he IO had that stretch where everyone was talking about him. It was the, all the IO love. And then, you know, he kind of lulled back down to the reality, you know, back to the meme a little bit. But this was one of those <clears throat> games where he just kind of brought it. And I it, was, it was nice to have. I just think, and, and I, li- I like what you
1: said there, Trey, about, you know, using that Chris Paul. Basically, you're feeling out the defender after you come off the screen, uh, getting him on your back, and then just kind of going from there. And that's just, I just think he's got incredible basketball IQ, because you you can see this guy out there directing veterans on what to do, people that have played in the the league for, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine years, and he's probably better than most of them uh, at understanding the game and understanding where he he needs to be, uh, and how, and again, like you said, how to uh, take advantage of what the defense does off of that pick and roll action. And
0: I just can't wait to see what this guy does. man. I hope the Bulls hold on to him for a long time. Uh, Do you remember whenever he like just knifed through the three Milwaukee Bucks? It was like a one man fast break for a layup. I think it was like late in the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. Just that that kind of awareness. You mentioned his basketball IQ, you know, his feel for the game. He He saw that the Bucks, you know, they got back and they kind of realized, oh, it's just I, you know, the Bulls only have one player. And he realized they relaxed, and he just turned on the Jets and got a layup yeah. out of it. That basketball IQ, it shows up all over whenever he's I think out
1: that there. Was, I think that was on Chris Middleton, yeah. It was like a transition, and yeah, like you said, I think there was three bucks basically backpedaling. I think Middleton was at the it was at the rim. He just noticed that Middleton it, was at the Yeah, rim. it
0: was Middleton.
1: Yeah, he noticed Middleton was at the rim, and he can't really contest. Io's I got too much, too much athleticism for Middleton to really contest him, so he just turned on the Jets and, and got that layup. So I uh, absolutely love it, man. He had a couple of full-court layups tonight that were just— just, uh, just money, just a little chef's kiss there. Uh, I should probably get this in here, though, before we end here. Um, we have a brand-new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks, <clears throat> Plus either two or four free game tickets to play. play pick player plops. Uh, pick, pick player props, pick player props, PPP, on um, the biggest names, every playing every night, uh, score points when your props hit, and the players are the most points when a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast where advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. I got a frog in my throat, man. <clears> throat> what else did you notice tonight, uh, Mr. Trey? Um, Anything
0: the, good? <laughs> oh, I mean, I thought the Bulls – I thought they looked like they belonged against the defending champs in a night where the champs were, they had all their players. They were, they were trying to win. It was, it was a real, it was an intense game and I thought the bulls just held their own. And to me, that's a good sign come playoff time. I know everyone wants, you know, it's a four game losing streak and that sucks, but big picture looking that the way the bulls played tonight if if they can bring you know play that kind of style going forward, that's pr- the, the pr- results will come.
1: Let's talk about so that's the narrative, right? And we heard it tonight on the ESPN broadcast. We're gonna hear it all over forever and ever until we get Lonzo and Caruso and Patrick Williams back, um, and we actually have our full team. Uh, the Bulls can't beat a over five hundred team, a playoff team, whatever. You know, you hear either one. There's not really a lot of. Uh, nuance there or you know they really don't don't really have a lot of attention to the detail when they they throw these things around uh the bulls are now I think fourteen and eighteen I believe against teams that are above five hundred so uh you know it, it's a valid criticism I'm not going to say it's not uh obviously you know you and i and and fans that have watched this team a long time know we've said this a million times. Um, don't judge this team until you know we have everybody back. I mean, we are missing some really key pieces in Lonzo and Patrick Williams specifically, but I think Alex Caruso also is a key piece uh, that people will probably discount. Um, so three, uh, three of the top six seven players on the team out um point of attack defense absolutely atrocious that didn't really rear its head tonight uh but it has against a lot of these teams that are over 500 so um you know again if i'm a bulls fan trey i'm not buying into this narrative that the bulls at full health can't beat these teams i think they're just hanging on treading water until they get lonzo ball back patrick williams back and uh and caruso back and then we can go ahead and 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 actually play a playoff series what do you think
0: I agree with you. I think it's really boils down to the injuries. To me, it's when you look at the Utah Jazz and Rudy Gobert, the way that imagine taking Gobert out of the Utah Jazz system, you know, say he was out until the playoffs. The Jazz, they're going to struggle and they're going to struggle hard. To me, the Bulls are in that same kind of boat because the Bulls have built their defensive system around having this certain, you know, this certain set of guys that can do this specific thing. And they've lost that entire set of guys. Yes. The Jets have built their entire defensive system around having this one thing and playing around that one thing. And if you take that away, everything's going to crumble around it. Mm -hmm. So, to me, I would love for them to get some wins. You'd like to see that. But, well, there's a very. Again, like the the game they played tonight is what win or lose the game tonight tells me that the Bulls are come playoff time. I I expect them to be contenders. If the Bulls had caught the Bucks on the second night of a back-to-back and Middleton and Holiday weren't playing and Giannis was playing, you know, Giannis was the only one that was playing and the Bulls were able to win. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even value that win as much as this loss.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, and yeah, it, it's really, it's man, once we get these bodies back, it's going to be just a totally different ball game. That team that we saw in the first, uh, I don't know, 20 games or so, and that's not even including Patrick Williams, uh, 30 games, whatever, whatever it was that Lonzo ball was basically healthy, uh, just such a different team. And I, man, that team's the one I want to see again. That's the one I'm hanging around for. Cause if they can get those guys back for the last, you know, 15 to 20 games of the season and, um, show us that the, you know they they have that chemistry they had to open the season. Uh oh man, you, the, the league better watch out, you know. Um if the Bulls are still a top 4 or 5 seed, I think there's no no issue at all winning that first series and then we'll see what happens from there. I mean, you know, anything can happen. Um let me go ahead and mention Kobe White tonight didn't have a great shooting night. Uh, one of four from the field, one of four from three. He shot all of his field goal attempts from three-point land. Uh, one of four, I mean, just not not enough really uh, field goal attempts to really bash him for having a bad shooting night. Uh, it is what it is. But uh, he had one of the biggest rebounds, Trey, in that fourth quarter by getting a rebound, an offensive rebound over Giannis. Uh, so I thought that was pretty impressive, uh, seeing our, our uh, basically backup point guard or, or backup shooting or whatever you want to call them, uh, getting an offensive rebound over a seven-foot-tall, basically, uh, Giannis Uh And then let's let's touch on this, obviously, because this is going to be something uh, anyone that listens is going to hear about. The Derek Jones Jr. foul on Grayson Allen, getting a little bit of revenge there. Uh, I didn't feel it was egregious. Maybe he did. I think he probably gave a little motion, knowing that it was Grayson Allen, uh, and gave him a little elbow to the head. Uh, It's fine. I mean, I think I think I think payback payback's been served. Uh, You know, Grayson Allen didn't end up in the hospital or missing any games, so uh, the payback wasn't exactly even or anything like that. But uh, I I think I'm okay with it. I think we can move on with our lives. What do you think?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Io had the opportunity to just absolutely lay Grayson Allen out if he wanted to. He decided not to. He took the high road. I'm glad, you know. He's a great yeah. kid. You don't you don't want him to have that kind of reputation no. going forward. No. I'm not saying I would have made that same decision, but I'm glad <laughs> that he made the right decision. And it was a nice elbow. To you know, it was it was really kind of the perfect revenge elbow, right? You know, purely mm-hmm. incidental. Just grace him a little bit. It it was it was a nice little nice little nod.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you got the little the thing there. We can move on with our lives. Um, whether or not Grace Allen had the intent to hurt Caruso in his mind, I, I'll never know. You'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, not something we can know, but uh, he's a smarmy little B.A.S you know what else comes after that so i'm glad he got
0: a little bit of a payback at least uh, i don't but, i mean i don't think he meant to hurt him but i i think there will i think he just has a disregard for the for if an injury happens is that i maybe, feel like maybe just I, a lack like, of a
1: lack of uh like empathy basically kind of yeah. in a way yeah uh i could see that i can see that cuz because of all the issues that he's had with the tripping and whatnot, um, you know, maybe he's just, he thinks it's like the, the right play to make or something. And, uh, he doesn't realize that it's negatively affecting people in a different way. People are like that all the time. So yeah, I could buy that. Sure.
0: I mean, I call for hard fouls all the time. I am, I am an adamant believer in, you know, making sure if you're going to foul the guy, make sure he doesn't make the layup type, you know, type of right. stuff, wrap the guy up. But so, you know, I can see where he, you know, he might hear me say that and think, well, I that was a hard foul on Caruso. Right. But you know, to me, there to me, when I say a hard foul, a hard foul, but you limit it to where you're not going to risk injuring the other guy. And to it, me, that that's the difference.
1: It was pretty bang bang too. I mean, you know, it's it's a case where the thing that really I think stuck in my craw about that play was that after it happened, he didn't check to see if he was okay. He did, you know, he's over it on the bench. He laughed. Yeah, he's laughing. He laughed. And he said he said he was laughing because his teammate made a joke. But like, why is his teammate joking at him like this? You know, a guy's injured. Like, it it just, you know, none of it really rings true enough for me to like forgive him. But uh, but I could see, I could, I could see where you know, it's not like he's um a a Morris twin or something. Like, he's not out there doing like dangerously crazy crap all the time. So, um. Last question I have for you before we go here, Trey. Is there a rivalry brewing between these bulls and these bucks? What do you think?
0: Yeah. There's been a rivalry since Giannis decked Mike Dunleavy and showed the world that he was a villain. <laughs> Giannis as a villain? You root for can... this man? I don't know if I can buy Giannis as a villain. No, that guy I can't is do just that. too I sweet. I can't do that bit. I can't do it. But no, um... Maybe a little bit. There's, there's always, you know, the bull, the the Bears and the Packers have that Wisconsin Illinois rivalry. Right. So I think that I think there might be a little bit of a rivalry, but to me, it's not, it's not one that's bitter. It's not Giannis, you know, tackling our guys like he used to.
1: Yeah, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to hate. I, I'm trying to think if there's any team right now in the NBA that I absolutely hate. Um, I don't think there is. I mean, there might be individual guys. And obviously Grayson Allen is a good a good foil for you or a good heel for you if you want to have one. But um but no I, I can't bring myself to hate the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh there's just not I don't think there's like an old school type rivalry there. But uh I think it's gonna be some darn good basketball games, uh, you know, as we meet them, what, three two more times, I think, before the season's over, if I'm correct, or it's gotta be two more, because we played them once before. This is the second meeting. So probably, yeah, two more times that we play them here in the next uh, 20 or so games or, or whatever the Bulls have here. So um, with this loss tonight, Trey, the Bulls fall to fourth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, they do fall below the Bucks. They did flip with the Bucks there. Uh, they are three games behind the Miami Heat. The Bucks are also three games behind the Miami Heat. Sixers are sitting in second, two games behind the, behind the Miami Heat. And then we've got the Celtics, just a game and a half behind us, four and a half games behind the Miami Heat. It's going to be tough, man. Uh, I think the Bulls have about 20 games left here in the season, and it is not easy. It is a difficult lineup. We did uh, – or a difficult uh, schedule, I should say. We did uh, do a uh, show about this in the during the All-Star break, so go back and listen to that if you haven't already. Uh, I know I asked you before, Trey, uh, you know, would the Bulls fall to sixth or possibly into the play-in? And I know you said, I don't think so. And I think you know the Bulls have a good chance to stay out of there. But what are your what are your thoughts right now at this at this juncture after this loss?
0: My thoughts are, I I hope that this year's version of the Bulls Celtics first round matchup is as exciting as some of the <laughs> previous Bulls Celtics first round matchups have been. Because whether the Bulls are fourth or fifth, I, it looks like the Bulls and the Celtics are lining up to probably you know meet up in that 4-5 or matchup one way or the other. That would be a
1: very interesting matchup. I I could see that going either way because I I do know that the Celtics are playing well. I know you've been on the Celtics bandwagon a little bit since the preseason, and uh, I think they're playing very, very well. But I do think the Bulls can beat them. Go ahead.
0: I do too. You mentioned earlier you didn't hate... I don't even remember what team you were talking about, but you said you didn't hate them. What team would you hate to lose to the most in the playoffs like just looking at the standings and imagine losing to the that team which one just makes you the most upset I just
1: think you know what I have always had this thing with the Atlanta Hawks I would just hate to lose to the Atlanta Hawks I just don't Me too man I have I don't like Trey Young I don't know what it is about his face or his his just demeanor but I just don't
0: I, I mean don't you hate Steph Curry too so of course you're going to hate East I just East hate the North little Steph Curry
1: yeah, the little dudes that just you know just like to have a big attitude. I still I still like them. So, uh, so yeah, I wouldn't like to lose to Atlanta uh, Hawks, but uh, but no, I, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I, if they lose to anybody, I'm not actually gonna be like that upset about it. I don't know. I just have this like weird thing about the Hawks. So
0: there you go. <laughs> the Hawks um, losing to the Heat still stings a little bit. Mm. I you know I I wouldn't hate it. You know I'm not gonna be upset about it, but. That one would sting up but the Hawks I think would be the worst team to lose to in the first round.
1: So I just don't buy that they're good. So that'd probably be the thing that would bother me the
0: oh, most. Oh man, don't <laughs> say that. They're gonna be like we're gonna we're gonna match up against the Hawks in the first round and we're gonna be like just hoping they don't come back these comments don't come back to bite us.
1: Knowing my luck, uh, that might be happening. But uh, anyways, quickly before we sign off, I want to also remind everyone to use the coupon code Hoopball20 at Manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code Hoopball on the third page of sign-up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Until next time, I think we're going to be back tomorrow, guys, with a longer episode, a more uh, bigger view type episode, a little bit longer for you. Uh, but until next time, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSPPKeith. And Trey, where can the people find you?
0: On Twitter at FinalFinally.
1: And please follow the show at, at Eat those Bulls, guys. Give us those followers. We need them. Uh, give us a five-star review on iTunes, especially if you're listening there. Uh, let us know how we're doing. And uh, until then.